Episode 50. There's a lot of people out there that said this day would never come. Mostly you and I. Mostly us. Mostly the two people that started the podcast said, I don't know if we, we wanted to do 52 episodes is our goal. Yeah. 52. Then we got to like 42 and we we're like, maybe 42 should but We be. also got to 42 and then we got to like 38 and then a quarantine happened. And then everything stopped for our souls. Yeah. Whatever. We're crushing it. Anyways. We are killing it. We're here with our friends. Okay. So this is a huge moment because we are here with our friends, Tim Thompson and Karen Try. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the show. We're so excited. So Tim and I have been the bestest of friends for over 15 years now. Wild. Which is something that old men who play, have drink, like drink coffee every morning say. Like we've been yeah. friends for 72 years is how it feels. 72 years. Old men in Boca Raton. Who play Parcheesi in... Eat lunch at eat. 10.30 and eat dinner at 3.30. Exactly. And go to bed at 5.30. Mm-hmm. And wake up at 4 a.m. to go have breakfast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at the local diner. So we've been friends for a long time, and, and they we are in Denver, as you all know. And we yes. and Tim and Karen were coming to Denver for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. to be with Tim's family, which everybody's getting tested. Let's just Safely. put that out there. Safely. Safely. We are being yeah. safe. A safe family Thanksgiving. Tim and Karen... Didn't see people before they came here nope. for a while. And yep. then they got tested before they came here and drove Word. straight through like champions. We drove. Yep. No airport. Yeah. Yeah. And we drove straight 15 hours one in day. one dash. Yeah. That's crazy. They looked a mess. Ragged. Yeah. Tim fell asleep one time. Driving? Quickly. Very briefly. We didn't tell you? No. Yeah. Yeah. He what briefly. Happened? I just drifted off for about like literally five seconds. Drifted. And it was weird because I wasn't like dozing off. Yeah. It just happened like was kind it, of out of was nowhere. Was it in a mountain pass? No, no, it was like at the beginning. It was it, like okay. a couple hours We hadn't hours even in. left California. We were like gotcha. on LA freeway still. So then I was like, didn't trust. <laughs> Karen yeah. right? was I mean, him no at all. I couldn't even, I couldn't fall asleep because I was like, he's going to fall asleep. Yeah, rightfully. That's. Yeah, it was yeah, valid. Not it was valid. Ideal. So. So, Tim. Who's yes. Very awake right now. I am extremely awake right now. What are we drinking tonight, bud? We are drinking a dark, deep red uh, wine. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> its name is Bonterra. And it's a Cabernet Sauvignon. I think you Sauvignon. have to roll the R's. Bonterra. It's a Cabernet Sauvignon. It's also a natural wine that I found here in Denver. Yes, from California, mm-hmm. made with organic grapes. And this particular varietal <laughs> is a vintage from 2018. It's a 2018 vintage, huh? That's two years Whole by my calculations. So this wine is about, I think I want to say it was $17 I found here in Denver. There's, yeah. a, there's a really big liquor store called Molly's, and I asked, they just added a natural wine aisle. And there's Yay. like maybe... Maybe thirty wines. Yeah. Did you recognize any of them? Yeah, they have love. They have the love Rock red sellers, but it's like thirty four dollars, and I'm like, mm, I can yeah. get this for seventeen in Grand Rapids. I'm not no, it's that. not that twenty five in Grand Rapids. So anyway, uh, what do we think, Karen? Beth? I think it is very smooth. Yeah. 
It's got some honestly spice. for a cab. I feel like I don't know. I'm not a sommelier. Yeah. Whatever. What? But I feel and like it's nobody at this table. Wait, wait, wait. What? what? <laughs> is that you know? Is that I don't know if it's specific to cabs, but I feel like I've had cabs before and they weren't very. Smooth. I'm getting, I'm getting that really like kind of punchy tanniny feel around my mouth. Mm. Got that dryness coming yeah. through. It's not too spicy. I like my cabs a little spicier than this, but otherwise it's good. It's like really full bodied, dark cherry. Mm. Obviously, I, I was going to say I, I am getting some good spice in it for me personally. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's altogether too spicy, but really like kind of dry and tanniny. Oh, I'm getting pepper. Yeah, I'm getting hints. Of I'm pepper. actually getting hints of black pepper. Yep. Are you reading off the label? Vanilla spice, and I'm getting a bit of a rich berry plum flavor. <laughs> But I was writing the pepper, right? You there's, were. There's good pepper in there. That's the back of the label, gotcha. by the way. All right. So this week, we decided Maybe to... Maybe I just don't know because I'm not tasting these days. I don't... Have I told you guys that I can't taste oh, anything? Oh. By the way... Interesting. Far. Time to end the podcast. We gotta go. Yeah. We gotta go <laughs> sleep our way back to LA. <laughs> um, okay. So this week, we just, for our 50th episode and with our some of our dearest, most cherished friends... Whom of which Tim mm-hmm. and I have decided about thirty times that we were going to start a podcast. So this is a good taste. Yeah. We're is... talking about. We actually did. A, we actually did a vlog in two thousand. We did actually. Do you remember this? Yeah, I think I have it on a hard drive somewhere still. You should find it. It is terrifying. It's horrible. It's not good. But we did one of the world's first vlogs. Yeah, we did. Edited entirely on iMovie. <laughs> On my black MacBook from two thousand seven or six, yeah. Tim, do you still have a junior in high school? No, my vines are irretrievable. Your vines were gold. I searched so so hard after it shut down to like get them and lost them completely, which is a shame too because I think I vined a lot during your guys's wedding week. You did our bachelor and I like bachelor bachelorette party. Hate it. I'm so mad that. They're gone. Thank I just you, remember Big you Tech. doing that. Thank you, yeah. Big Tech. Thanks a lot, Sochmeads. Okay, I am eating spicy wasabi peas, and that one was just yeah, packed get full you. of wasabi. There's a party one always. It's like the, the those, it's like those peppers, the shishitos. Yeah, I got a shishito in New York yeah, there's last one, year. There's one pea that's hollowed out of its natural. And filled, injected filled entirely with, with wasabi. wasabi. Yeah. yeah. That, that and just it happened. hits you hard. I actually think I ate two of them at mm-hmm. once. Yeah. It was good. I got though. a shishito in New York last year. That honestly destroyed me. I've never, I can handle spicy things. I was about to die. Yeah. It was literally. Funny. It was going, really funny. like, I literally. Are you okay? I was on, someone gave me CPR in the restaurant. He was like coughing and chugging water and it was just like I felt bad for him but for also you have to milk. like laugh because it's like ridiculous. Yeah. No, because you take joy whenever I'm in kind of any kind of pain. It's not yeah. I don't think it's that I intentionally take joy it's just it's funny it's yeah. just funny. So when someone's laughing at something would that not be a joyous moment? No it's yeah. not like it's not like in my head it's like Oh, I hope Adam is in pain because I want to take joy in it. It's the it's way that you're in pain is comical. No, it's that. just... <laughs> it is true. Way. I can back like, this up. Yes. As a longtime friend, first time listener. <laughs> See, also like when he gets mad, if he gets really mad, it's also hard for me not to laugh at that. There's just something about like, 
you're just a really funny person, I think, and it's hard sometimes to like separate. I also suffer from this being a silly, silly fun boy. <laughs> that when I am trying to be serious, often it doesn't it doesn't take. Yeah. Because people, people like, can't it's take funny. I think I've built like such a persona around being someone who doesn't take anything seriously that then when I do try to take things seriously, yeah, people don't buy it. They don't like it. Do you feel hmm. like that? When Tim gets really mad, does it make you laugh? Um, Do you want or no? To be honest, no. Because I feel like he hardly ever gets mad. Mm. And so when he does, it like kind of makes me nervous. Okay, good. That mm. actually it seems like wow. a sign of maturity for me. Personally. Yeah. yeah. He's got like that scary vibe to it. Like nervous, like. I don't get scared. Like how many bodies are in the Scared. I'm not fearful. Yeah. I'm more like, oh, whoa. He's mad. Because he never is mad. You take it seriously. I take it seriously. I appreciate that, actually. Because you never get mad. Because there's a lot of people out there who don't take me seriously. I'm kind of the laughing stock. I'll never take you seriously. The only time I've ever taken you seriously was that one time. Oh, yeah. That was such a crazy time? time. God. I can I'll never be able to talk about it in, I in human words. Literally can't speak about it yeah. anymore. Let's move on then. Okay. Because it's just too painful to talk about. Yes. <laughs> um so this week for our 50th episode, our half centennial, as it were, we thought it would be fun to do a answer me this with Dear Friends edition. So for those of you who've this is your first time, first time long time, first time never time. Answer me, this is where we each bring one, Beth and I usually bring two questions to the table, but instead of each, and we talk about those topics in like a brief form, we don't have any idea what questions they are. We've never thought we, we haven't talked about it beforehand. So in this case, we're all going to bring one question and spend a few minutes talking about each question. Does that Love make sense? It. Yeah. Yeah. So you, have you guys thought of questions? I think I got mine just in this actual moment. Okay. Now. Good. I know Karen has hers for sure. Um, <laughs> she's very excited about it. Beth, why don't you lead us off with your question? Because you, I feel like, oh wow, have had this question ready for Tim a long and Karen time. Karen are essentially canoodling. Yeah, they're playing wow. footsie with their eyes. Look, during, we love each other, okay? During my introduction, which is yeah. very rude. Yeah, <laughs> especially because like it's your first time on the pod. Um. Yeah. yeah please. Pay We're attention. comfortable. What can we say? You guys make a warm welcome. You guys know what to do with a microphone. Yeah, we do. So my question is, when we think of people as being animals or what is that separation? Like, we're definitely different than animals or we're far more advanced. And then we look at like morality and define that and how we've learned to be in a lot of ways like less brutal than we used to and how to like live safely among each other in in somewhat better ways not perfect for sure what where did we get morality and do you think that it's mostly from religion great Hmm. question beth where does morality come from yeah is it is it derived or is it learned that's the question, right? Essentially, just, but also uh, where I did think it come like, from? Did yeah. religion the origins the origin, of morality? Does religion even if you don't 
believe in God or a higher power, do you think that religion in a way makes the world a safer place because it teaches a lot of morality? Got you. Yeah. I or think not. a lot of people teach morality without religion, but I do think their religion does have something to do with the origin of morality. Hmm. Okay. So the idea would be that if that mm. if that wasn't true, if that was true, then every atheist or agnostic would would be able to just would be able to just ignore morals because what does it matter? I don't believe in I any. Don't, no, that's not true. You but you could make that argument, couldn't you? No, we're not saying you can only adhere to morality if you're religious. The we're, origins, where did it come yeah, from? Yeah, we're saying like... Where did it pop up on the scene? We're saying that like a lot of morality... It, it was legislated. It was legislated. Do you guys want to hear my hot take yeah. on yeah. this? <laughs> I think it like, could have derived somewhat from just lived experience as we evolved and grew consciousness and that continued to be like because you think about being a person you start to experience things where you do carry with you like a level of empathy or a level of like you know what feels bad to you and i think generally there's an idea of like that just comes out of your innate experience as a human living in this world of like I know what it's like to experience things in life and pain and joy. And I think maybe I'll try to make that also like more on the positive side for the people I'm around. And so I will try to be what we call moral maybe, right? Like, because it's more beneficial for everyone. I like the golden rule. I don't think someone needed to like coin that and like, legislate it i think and demand that that be the rules like society live by i think that kind of feels natural as like a human with maybe what we would call normal capacities for like empathy right yeah i don't i don't but i don't know i don't know if i agree with you because i'm thinking of the whole nature versus nurture thing and i feel like empathy is a nurture like that's a trait that's like nurtured Mm-hmm. Like yeah. nature is not empathic at all. Nature is like survival and like we learn to be empathic. Yeah. And so I feel like in a, it, most of the time for most people, there are totally exceptions always all across the board. It takes like a really good and safe environment to learn empathy, but not always. Some people still can like learn it by seeing like stuff outside of that. Yeah. And then I was thinking too, like about if you look back at like, really like ancient cultures you know they like sacrificed babies and like raped women and kids and like burnt ma- christians burned witches yeah christians burned witches yeah right. like so is so do we so, even now have so better definitions it, of morality it, it feels like mm-hmm. we do it can't be religious but i think that's war- yeah like that's warped morality right like we kind of all i feel like we all have morality. like a basic agreement on what morals are right like i mean today, for the most like, part well, i mean even us four here but like we're kind of like, talking about we, the same thing if right we look at like biblical morality which yeah. i don't agree with like all of you know what every like evangelical person would define as like biblical morals but just like the 10 commandments are largely about treating other people well yeah you know mm-hmm. like don't kill don't lie don't steal don't cheat 
Mm-hmm. You know, they're all yeah. about not hurting other people. Like, so it does feel like in a way, like the Bible is really old. Yeah. Like we were learning some of that stuff through religion, but then we also have religions where it was like sacrifice babies to make, to make these gods happy. Yeah. yeah. But you also like that same God genocided humanity several times. So it's yeah. like, that's not moral, right? Like, I guess if God lives outside of morality, he can do whatever he wants, sure, and it's justified. But that's where it gets fuzzy. Where like, did morality come from Christianity or religion when like that doesn't follow it all the time? I don't know. What about just like a really peaceful religion like Buddhism where there's not necessarily a very specific like higher power? Except yeah. for like Buddha, but like that one really truly is just about like peace, inner peace. Well, it's funny. I mean, it's based on the like awareness of suffering as like a baseline for human existence. Yeah. Right. Which we experience individually, but then we experience collectively. And so you walk through like, how do I then reach a cessation of my suffering as an individual? through living a certain way or thinking about things a certain way. And then I go to the second level of how do I help mitigate suffering for those around me? Yeah. So it's highly moral in a way, right? Cause right. it's like, I want to mitigate suffering for myself for sure, because I'm me and I experience that the most prominently. And then I immediately after that, recognize the suffering of those around me, the innate suffering around those around, around me. And I am pushed to mitigate that as well. I just, I don't think it came from religion because just to my example a minute ago was like Christians, let's just use Christianity because we are all, we all four of us came from there. Yeah. It's an easy thing to talk about. We've got, I came from Buddhism. Sorry. True. And then dipped your toe. But then I dipped my toe hard for eight years. Take my foot. Dipped your body. Dipped yeah, your, my dipped body. Your body into Christianity. <laughs> yeah, Kieran had like a um, cannonball into Christianity for a while. Then yeah. he got out of the pool. Oh yeah, just out of the pool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think as a culture, we met, we legislate what's good and what's bad based on what will happen to me if I do those things. And I and I just because like what even what Christians did a hundred years ago to people for like what like you know I would tell you I would guess I don't have the data but I would guess that the majority of Christians. 25 years ago would have been in favor of the death penalty. And it's probably less today. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It could be, it could be more. There, but, yeah. but there's nothing sure. moral about killing somebody. But there's a lot of Christians say that believe killing. If you kill somebody, you should be killed. Yeah. Even though Jesus said, live by the sword, die by the sword. Blah, blah, blah. But so what I think morality comes from is a culture's acceptance for something. And then what will happen to This is just my opinion. What will happen to you if you violate that thing? And so people live within parameters to not have something happen to them. Bad happen to them. I don't, Hmm. yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. Like black and white morality. Then we talk about like, if we're talking about like micro morality, like is it MM? Is it it, double M, (laughs) M squared? M squared. Is it okay (laughs) to lie to somebody to protect them from something? Right. Is it okay to shield your kid from the truth to ultimately save them from emotional anguish yeah like those are different moral questions that we Mm -hmm. could that are a whole nother conversation but if the idea is where does morality come from i think it ultimately my personal opinion is i think it comes from the cult the 
the government in which you live in. Like what's okay and culture. what's not. The culture in which you live in. And how yeah. will you be viewed by other people? That's what I think. I think that dictates a lot of morality. And then the smaller stuff, you make decisions on your own that really affect your family and your kids, but is not anything that's like going to put you in jail or anything like that. So basically what I'm hearing after listening to all you guys is like morality basically comes from or is born out of just the humans or humans natural leaning towards suffering. Like towards life experience. Life, just yeah. life being, life is suffering. And we're just trying to navigate that. Yes, I agree. And that's yeah. where morals are born out of because we're trying to prevent that suffering. Because I'm thinking too, like, we are talking from a perspective of people who live where we live, were born where we were born, have the family we, families we have, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm also trying to think of like, you know, like villages or tribes and things like that, like globally, right? right? right. Like trying to think of suffering or morals within those perspectives. And I think to find like a level ground, I think trying to, like what Tim was saying, mitigate suffering is where morals is born out of, Mm -hmm. I feel like. Yeah. And yeah, let's just, well, let's, let's talk about like my, the example that comes to my mind is homosexuality. Okay. Mm -hmm. 25 years ago, what would, what do you think the percentage of Americans say homosexuality is morally wrong? 90%? 95%? Yeah. I don't know if it's that okay. I don't know if it's yeah. that Christians? high. Did you I, say? Well, just, or I, people. I, I, okay, so my, I, I'm just going back to like the world I grew up in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But A even, lot more. But, but then what happens, right? People start to say, we don't think this is wrong. Yeah. We don't think this is bad. And then the government's like, the people that are voting for us don't think this is a big deal. I don't think this should be illegal. And obviously don't think it should be illegal. And don't even think it's wrong. Yeah. So we need to change. Right? So morality yeah. gets legislated. For sure. Yeah. But that's a warp. Uh, that's like a human warping of power dynamics, in my opinion. Because I hear but that has nothing you bringing up homosexuality in a moral conversation doesn't even register with me because that doesn't even make sense to my mind right. that someone's sexuality is a moral issue. But, but for you, 15 years ago, it would have. For sure. For sure. But today it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't like... It's confusing to even like, right. oh, yeah, I have to like get back in that mindset of like, well, I that's what I'm care. Saying. It threatens me so much yeah. that someone's sexuality is different than mine. That blows my mind now to think about like, yeah. what? what? I would say coming from a person who didn't think it was a moral issue and right. then getting into Christianity and then yeah. feeling like I needed to think it was a moral issue. Yeah. Right? was very hard for That's me super interesting. Mm-hmm. getting like taught that like i in your... would literally sit and try to convince myself how to find the moral issue within homosexuality because i didn't know i felt like that's what i had to do yeah, yeah. right right to be a and part it of was that. a constant yeah. battle mm-hmm. up until like me leaving that community yeah you know mm-hmm. and that was one of the biggest things because Many Christians now are okay with homosexuality, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't say it's a moral issue within their community. 
Right. But as soon as a person who is homosexual or gay wants to serve in that community, wants to lead worship in that community, wants to greet people at the door in the community, it's shut off. Right. Mm -hmm. They're cut off. Mm -hmm. Right. That's where the the line is. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. That's interesting. That, I mean, to Beth's point, that is re- that is relig- like religions dictating a, mor- a morality. Mm-hmm. It's going from out something that you didn't think was more that you thought was you never thought about as being immoral to go into a situation where you yeah. try to convince yourself it wasn't moral and then coming out of it again. Yeah. But again, I think we have to distinguish like we're talking about the origins of morality. Yeah. Yeah. Versus what's moral and what's what's not actually moral. moral and what's not, which like. I so think... many people in religious positions today are legislating, enacting a moral code that isn't actually moral. Yes. That's, that's not true. morality. So that's why I think for me, I was like taking it back to like evolutionary perspective. We're these like hominid animals who then start to gain consciousness, which helps us think about ourselves. Thinks We think about our thoughts no other animal does that that we know right, of. Right, And that's why we can begin to like, all of a sudden that animalistic morality, which is brutal, right? That nature is brutal. All of a sudden that gets nuanced and gets like notched up a little bit to like, okay, I do have an animalistic nature in me. I do have a nature like I need to dominate and survive. But also I now nuance that to like, oh, I realize going and destroying that whole village and raping and pillaging it so I can dominate it is really disadvantageous for that whole group of people. Right. right. And if I was them, I wouldn't want someone to do that to me. What if we could like come to an agreement of that? Maybe like no one needs to be murdered and raped and pillaged. Right. And that's sort of like what I feel like the beginning of morality could be right. Where you're starting to think about those things like, and it gets nuanced and it gets turned up a little bit and a little bit. And over hundreds of thousands of years, you can like, I don't know if that makes sense. I'm no, more I thinking out so. like in no, real time. I know like, that's, that's kind of the fun of, part of it is it's yeah. not like it's not your perfect argument. It's yeah. not like you had time to write a paper on it. It's kind but of just like what I'm like it's your working out right that's now. That's the yeah. point. It's that's supposed the podcast, to Tim. feel like a discussion with your friends so that you would normally opinions. have. Yeah. Happy opinions. Beth, good question. Um, I Very think you guys question. all answered it correctly. Great. So. Thank you so <laughs> much. You oh, guys God. passed. You passed. <laughs> that was a close good. one. Good. Timothy. I'm up. up next. Yep. Okay. So there's an idea called the singularity. Have you, are you all familiar? Oh, dear. No. Mm-hmm. No. So it's essentially a point in time. Wait, is it about, is it about just one thing? Very funny. So the singularity, it's essentially a point in time, in the future, presumably, where humans and computers, robots, whatever we want to call it, reach like a a meeting point. Critical mass. A meeting point, and we start to merge. Oh. So there's a lot of ways this like has been like hypothesized it could look like like it could look like us starting to upload our consciousness to the cloud to live forever mm. and be you know there's a show about that called yeah. upload yeah exactly beautiful Got show it. 
So that's one version of it. Another version is we just start to like weave technology more and more into our actual like physical bodies to enhance them. And that could be also like from anything from which we kind of have some version of this already, like mechanical arms or legs or, you know, things like that, but also like enhancements in our brain capacity, we could potentially, and then there's like nanobots. So these are like microscopic robots that can be injected into your bloodstream and start to like fight. They could just knock out cancer for you, right? Because they're so small and hyper-focused, they can start to like weed out all diseases inside of your body. So there's a lot of ways this could look like a lot of ways it could play out. But do you think, my question is, do you think the singularity will happen in our lifetime? Or no. Not? Wow. A hard no from Karen. <laughs> um, I almost fell asleep. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. I was Sorry. like, a gracious host. Is she? <laughs> I was just sitting here and I was like, Oh. This is a lot of information. So, like, for example, instead, like, right now, I know in sports, I just oh, go ahead, yeah. They'll hook up like they'll hook up machines to to regulate to see what your heart's doing as you're doing like professional sports. They'll hook, yeah. They'll, they'll, so they'll judge players' hearts, like how healthy their hearts are in like training camps and stuff. Is there yeah. a valuable player talent? You're saying the day could come where they put something in somebody to either regulate their heart to make them a better athlete. Yeah. Or to to keep them safe. Yeah. So singularity being tech and humans coming together as one. Yeah. Aren't we in a simulation anyway, though? So aren't we already yes, together as one? Shout out Nick Bostrom. Shout out Nick Bostrom. <laughs> Hashtag Nick Bostrom fan. Look it up. Yeah. So I guess what's really interesting is I agree with Karen. I don't think that will happen in our lifetimes, even though technology is like rapidly evolving. I don't think we have any clue right now how to like put a nanobot into somebody's right. we're not close we're not close to that like we're not even in the, i guess we're I, not even in the test phases of that yeah. we're not i guess to, it, to clarify it's like essentially we're to the point where we're like significantly combating like existential things like aging or disease yeah and like rapid like extending our lifespan significantly yeah. is like a good marker i guess for like what the singularity is also just as an aside i thought it was very adorable and cute that you explained to us that the nanobot would be really small. It would be little. <laughs> by like the way, it, it will go into your bloodstream. It'd be really. It would small. be pretty tiny to fit in your bloodstream. <laughs> by the way, almost as small, small enough to fit through a syringe. Microscopic, even. Um. Okay, so I remember in like. 1999 2000 somewhere in that time frame talking like my parents talking with friends and then saying they think by like they think in like four more years we'll have like ufos we'll all be like flying yeah and they really thought like they were like technology like we will in like four years we're gonna have cars that fly yeah and um and then probably in 10 years, we'll we'll barely, we'll all fly. Yeah. And none of us do that. Totally. Yeah. Well, you look at the Back to the Future movie, and the future was 2015. Yeah. Where they had flying cars. Yeah. Right. And like 
all like it was crazy future world. Yeah. And so I think that we we're just very bad at guessing what technology like what like in 20 years, what will we be demanding from technology? Like what will the needs be? We're very bad at that, though. Medical stuff is always like high up. Mm hmm. The thing that I'm most curious about that I would love to see happen like medically is for technology to be more involved than just medicine. Yeah. That will be really interesting. What do you mean? Well, like right now, if a pharmaceutical company produces a drug, they're motivated to use that drug for a while and it stalls medicine in Mm -hmm. some ways. Like research is always happening, but like drug companies can be like a little bit of a stalling yeah. yeah. And they can be misleading and all of that because they do want to make money and they they're also make money off of sickness and so yeah. it's a weird It's like the medical yeah. industrial complex. Yeah, I'm not like overall twisted. like a conspiracy theorist on medicine because it is truly always advancing and we can look at data and see that. But medical companies are entirely different than technology companies. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you are developing a robot that can keep someone's heart like a pacemaker mm-hmm. is more like a robot yeah but something more sophisticated that can keep your heart going or keep your lungs moving like a robotic heart yeah exactly mm-hmm. that'd be a whole different company or or not company um industry yeah in the medical space which would be but really the interesting. medical space isn't motivated to make to fix people for the long term that's my point. Yeah. Is this would be a different industry right. in yeah. that space? Well, I think that's what's interesting is it's like humans in general are very motivated almost holistically to combat mortality. Yeah. We all have right some version of death anxiety and like wanting to be immortal. But these like weird medical industrial complexes and like capitalistic frameworks which we live in almost do the opposite where they work against that, where they depend on death. They depend on sickness. They depend on, and that is really backwards. So I think that's a whole other issue we'd have to like work through to get to the point where we're actually innovating in that space. Yeah. Karen, you said no emphatically. Why? Yeah. Really hard. A hard no. In our um, lifetime, which, you know, you're young. In our lifetime. Yeah, you're young. I am young, Karen. It you could have my be living for a very long time if we're thinking about how long my ancestors lived. Yeah. You have like 100 more years to live. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> you're going to live to be 129. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the dot. Um, I think I said no very hard and very quickly because I think I... I'm scared of mm, it. Yeah. Because I would like to see more. This is a breakthrough. I would like to see other things happen before that happens. Like what? Like, um, like racism within the medical industrial complexes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we know if these nano robots do come to fruition, who's getting those nano robots? If robotic Elite heart white people, the yeah, people with that good good insurance honey. with that Not people with that mun good, mun good good eye insurance. It's just going to perpetuate disparity, right? And I don't know. Even though it's like it would be an amazing breakthrough in technology and mm-hmm. the medical field as well, 
it doesn't, I don't, I don't, I feel very, I still like there's a lot of pessimism in me because yeah. of history. A hundred percent. I think, and there should be because like what you just said is so interesting because even you said, even though it'd be an amazing breakthrough in technology and it would, but like already we're constantly finding out that our breakthroughs are costing us something huge. Yeah. Yeah. All of our technological breakthroughs are costing us something and we don't know how to undo it. Yeah. We don't yeah. know how to undo it, which is scary. Well, I think you both are bringing up like a really interesting idea of like, we already can't think about these wonderful imaginative innovations in like, like solving aging or mortality because we operate within these like wildly oppressive systems. Yeah. So, which is a great point is true. Like, yeah, even if you're coming up with the best thing ever, you're introducing it to a system that is built to oppose it because that is extremely corrupt. Yeah. So like America is already one of the wealthiest countries in the world with the medical field being a huge pedestal industry, whatever. And, you know, me speaking from a doula perspective. Karen's a doula. How, why are, why are black women? And we all know why racism. Yeah. Are, why are they dying four mm-hmm. to three to four times more than other races? Yeah. yeah. That should not be happening in America. No, in it the should most, not be happening in the most advanced in quotations, most advanced country yeah. in the world. It just shouldn't be happening. Yeah. But here's the, th- and I'm hundred percent with you when, when COVID was breaking out, my friends who were telling me that I was crazy for taking it seriously in March in Michigan. Yeah. So we have the best healthcare system in the world. Even if it does as bad as you say, we're fine. And we don't, we have the 27th best healthcare in the world. We don't, right? We, t- we which is not good for industrialized countries. No, there's like what, 55 <laughs> industrialized countries. There's not like not a ton, at all. There's not a ton of, <laughs> we're in the bottom half. Yeah, We are in the bottom half of industrialized countries. So not only do we not have great healthcare, we, the people in our country that get the 27th best in the world are going to be the white people. Yeah. yeah. So the white people get the 27th best healthcare in the world. Right. What do the non-whites get? Right. In yeah. our country, mm-hmm. that is an abysmal global rate of healthcare. Totally, when you think about it from that perspective, you yeah. put it in those terms, people make it seem like we have the most advanced healthcare. We don't. France does. Yeah, Germany does. Yeah, we do not. It's not great. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think the majority of America is ready to like face that reality. Yeah, they don't really want to look not. at that. So no, because unfortunately, like. The majority, maybe not the majority, but the there's a large enough group that still holds the power and their lives are still benefited by not changing the system. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. But yeah. all that to say, I would like to see more improvements on a really basic level yeah. <laughs> before we start introducing all these crazy things. Because yeah. now, because even right now, okay. how long has social media been around? We people are still up in arms about how much that's affected everyone's life. So like, it's it's literally ruined our country. Yeah. Yeah. Like so full stop. It's ruined our country. But here's the thing. The question isn't the question isn't unfortunately, Karen, it's not. Do you want want to happen? Do you think it will happen? Yeah. But I'm trying to manifest. But the question actually should be (laughs) the question actually should be. Well, that's not. No, wait, no, but no, I'm not changing. I would like to know what the question should be. Yeah. (laughs) Please, Beth. (laughs) Tim's like, my question is, Tim's like, let me change my question. Beth, 
Ben, what should you, my question ben, be? Ben, will you say what my question is? I always, I always go no, to I'm, that. I'm not, say, I'm not changing Tim's question. I'm saying the question should be, do we want... We need to start asking that about technology. Yeah. Yes, we can do this. Do we want this? And I just had this thought that was like, if we can develop these things to like make, turn us into super humans or like, yeah. you know, like I'm thinking of Black Panther kind of and like yeah. what all the technology. I mean, there's a phrase able- transhumanism mm-hmm. where yeah. we're like, we're like essentially ascending what we know as human now right Right. we're like leveling that up but but there would be like a limit like it wouldn't be easy for everybody to get it just like it's not easy for everybody to get technology now yeah and our i was just thinking like our government would probably force this onto our entire military yeah and change people for life but not still not recognize the extreme mental turmoil that is placed on these people and then the mental issues that they deal with post military and then they would be like some sort of like superhuman yeah well it's i do like think not, yeah the, these kinds of things won't be asked before the technology is introduced no. that bothers me like karen was mm-hmm. saying so to be like a karen. black mirror episode yeah well i mean it so is we, basically karen and I I are feel putting like we're putting it into the world we're putting the juju out that this will not so, happen yeah. <laughs> my thought, no T-top, yeah my thought i have i have two thoughts I'd be, I would be, I'd be remiss to say that I don't think it could happen because literally 20 years ago when I was in eighth grade, I was putting a CD in for Gorilla Encyclopedia, which was four years old to look stuff up for papers that I was writing. So like the idea that it can't happen or it won't happen, I'm, I'm 20, how old am I? I'm 27. No, I'm 35. (laughs) As a 35 year old man, um, the fact that by the time I'm 70, I like the rate at which technology is sped up. Yeah, in my lifetime has been remarkable. So there's no way I could say it hasn't. But I don't think that they would. My thought process is the first robotic stuff we'd have would be military usage. Yeah, I don't think it would be synced with humans. I think we would basically build, like, instead of recruiting people to fight in the army, we would just build robots. Yeah, yeah. to fight other countries. Yeah, like our our military right well, now. I mean, we have drones, right? Like we have drones, but drones is the first step. Like if you ever. You'll never fight like you'll never fight a ground war again. But yeah. then it would be robots marching. fighting other robots. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think I think if we're talking about America, I we're gonna spend our time putting people. robot. We're gonna spend our time with this I technology. I hope I pass away before then. Yeah, pass away. We'll spend our time with this technology on military stuff, not like yeah. on action, not on actually improving the livelihood of the average human being. Yeah. So those are a few things I feel like are really interesting. Is a the like rate at which technology grows and expands right. and speeds up which is the people who who measure these things it's exponential right so like right. that curve looks like flat 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 for a really long time and then like a crazy spike all the way up yeah and so essentially they're saying like in several years or some point in the future the techno- technological advances that happen within like a week will be equivalent to the technological advances of like the last decade. Yeah. Right. So like, yeah. which is crazy to think about and is, yeah. is true. I think I, yeah. I feel like that's accurate and true. And those dates are, who knows what those dates are. No one has like firm ideas about that. But, and then the other thing is like, how does technology get advanced today? Right. Like smartphones came on the scene 
Who could afford smartphones at first? Like you introduced me to a smartphone. Yeah, you the palm, trio. the trio, the Palm Pilot trio. I remember seeing like you celebrities. Yeah. I remember seeing celebrities who right. got smartphones. Like yeah. that was newsworthy. Like but they, Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. got the new iPhone. Which isn't that funny that that was like. I don't remember that the way that was introduced. You were in you were second young. grade. Yeah, yeah, you were not even born yet. <laughs> like you were yes, literally I learning how to write cursive. Four, four. <laughs> Four years younger yeah. in and, the technology boom is, is, is a lot. Millennial, like okay, I think I got my first smartphone, which was an Android. Oh, in like 2012. Which, which, which how old were you? Wow, old? No, like, no. You're like 20. I didn't old for. Um, you were like 20 years old. Like old for the for, for a smartphone person. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was like 21. But but. When did you send 20, your? Yeah. So when, let me ask you this question: When did you send your first text message? How old were you? Um, I or, or what grade were you in? I was a sophomore, a freshman in high school. Okay, yeah, sophomore I was a in sophomore college. in college. Yeah, <laughs> I was a senior in high school. Yeah, I had a Motorola. Like, wow, Tim, like the rub it in. No wonder. Tim, very cool. Tim was the first person I ever sent a text message. No, to. I literally wonder you asked a technology question because obviously yeah. you're so in. Because I've been on that baby for I a went, while. I went to college and I met Tim and our friend yeah. Josh, and they had these phones that were literally the size of a small MacBook. Like They're they were so dumb. The screens were massive. They had they had styluses, and they were texting each other all the time. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "What are you doing?" They're like we're text. I had no idea what texting was. Wait, I had- what phone did you have? The Trio Palm Pilot. Yeah, Trio Six Fifty, I believe it was. I gotta look this up. And so I, it's had, amazing. I had no idea what texting was. No, no clue. And then I figure out what's the next step up because this isn't a classic Adam move. I'm like, what's the next step step up from a trio? And it was this Palm Pilot that was a oh the one that had the slide out keyboard. Keyboard. Yeah, it was that thick. It was sitting in my pocket. It was a brick. It was a brick. And so I got back, and my mom was like, "What do you want for Christmas?" I was like, "I want this phone. It's all I want." And she got me the phone. And I came back to college, and I sent him a text like the day after Christmas. Yeah. And I was like, "What's up, man?" And I was like, literally had a. Full and, slide out keyboard. And it, and it cost you seven dollars to send that text. Yeah. And then I got and then I got to <laughs> King, I day. got to Kings and Josh, our, my friend Josh comes up to us and I, if it's funnier if you know Josh, but he puts his hand on me and he's like, You have the smartest phone in the world right yeah. now. Yeah. And it's insane. And it was like the most ridiculous phone you'll ever see in your yeah. life. Yeah. But it is funny like my point is like the way that technology rolled out, right, is like it gets into the hands of the of the wealthier or people of means right. in certain classes. And then now smartphones are ubiquitous. Everyone has a smartphone, right? Like well, and we're of, la- and of we're, many classes, like a smartphone is kind of the standard. And we're laughing at, we're laughing at the idea that and that's interesting. 15 years ago. Yeah. So like we're holding these iPhones now. So that, cut that in half, right. say what's the next craziest thing we could Think like, of. we'd be laughing at these iPhones. Yeah, in, in seven 50, years, in probably. Seven years, like, can you believe we had a phone that was three and a half inches tall? We laugh like, at this. We laugh at the smartphone. Karen has an iPhone seven. There's an iPhone twelve now. That's almost double the amount of smartphones that have happened right. in Apple, and it's awful and it rattles and every time she get a text it is beautiful and it works perfectly it is I text awful. Today and it sounded like someone outside like knocked on our front door yeah like it is it startles <laughs> me in my heart every i day always I thought i it. would be the person that was like i have to have the latest but i just don't feel yeah. that way anymore like yeah. i just don't care 
No. Yeah. My friend Ben's like that too. Yeah. But the point is like like it has a button still on it. Oh. You know? We're like we oh, just we, what are you talking we let about? it read our like, we let it read our face oh. and we swipe up. We don't have buttons, Karen. Only on the side Tim, which is still... you've literally never sounded more like a queen. I'm just saying right so yeah. like yeah. the way we even think about it today. Here's like, the truth. I I feel like <laughs> I I feel like I have to have a smartphone because I I'm so many people communicate with me on a technological yeah. like wavelength now, like emails yeah. and text messages. And and even sometimes I get like an Instagram message instead of a text. Like some okay, people we prefer get that. It. Whatever. There's Lots so of people many kinds of communication. Quality human being Jeez. on the web. <laughs> yes. But I do sometimes just want a landline. A hundred percent. I would love to just... I have no desire for that. I would love to not have this... I look at it all the time. Yeah. It's it's a habit for me, the same way that I touch my face. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a habit for me to just open my phone and click on an app or whatever. And I hate it. Yeah. I'd love to just go back to a BlackBerry... Where yeah. all I would have is like some people's numbers and I could text. BBM. Yeah. But I, can, message. I would I miss my Blackberry. Like the I those were the good but old days. Back, you can get one. I had the Blackberry Pearl <laughs> pink. I remember, yeah. So fancy. For sure. So but that's the little scroll. I mean those are the oh, I had the mouse and the little mobile sidekick. No internet, but it you don't did need the internet when you got a sidekick. It did cool. that little swoopy swoopy thing yeah. on the screen, and that was the like swoopy swoopy thing. <laughs> Tim, what do you think? To answer your own question, what's your answer? I don't know. I I kind of do think we will see it, and in a way, I think we're already seeing it. Like even our smartphones, like we're essentially androids, in my opinion. Like right. we're yeah. so dependent on this. I've I've outsourced all, my entire memory to my phone. You know, yeah. like yeah. I don't need to remember things because. You ask me about something, I'll be like, oh, let me just look it up real quick. You know, like, yeah. so yeah. it's interesting, like, we are so dependent on these things already. Technology is advancing at, like, an exponential rate. I don't know, I but I don't know. I Will we, like, solve aging in my lifetime? I'm not sure. But I feel like, Beth, you sort of brought up, like... Hopefully an, after the boomers go, hopefully. we can solve aging. But that's yeah. only if you think aging is, like, a negative thing. Right, totally. I mean, it's a natural thing, but like we're humans and we're obsessed with unnatural. Well, they think the things. the first person lived to like 150 is like the like the oldest person to ever live in modern times. They think be. is alive right now. Yeah. How Hold old are they? Tim said that I brought up something. Yeah. Very so interesting. she brought up an interesting Sorry. thing, which is Sorry. that like essentially whether this happened or so say this, we do make some pretty significant advances in this area. You're gonna have a whole contingent of people that wholly reject it right yeah. and are like hell no that's insane yeah. that's unnatural that's terrible we are staunch naturalists we do the things the lord's way we do not uh adhere to this technological oh you can like, advance remember, life remember 50 breeding, breeding a sheep was such a big deal yeah you can you cloning can advance a cloning a sheep sorry breeding a sheep <laughs> remember when breeding honestly honestly oh, maybe the, the first person who found a sheep and was like this is crazy and then the second person was like we can get these two sheep together and the they can make another. Those oh, how, dare you. how dare you? Good wow, night, Adam, Jonathan. Learn. There's have going to be a large group of people. Have you ever heard of a large group of people who already believe group. or who prefer not to vaccinate themselves yeah. oh, and their, their family? Well, I think we see that. It, right? believe that. Yeah, that's true. 
the we vaccination okay. vaccine is gonna be a robot that's gonna track them and let's whatever. not even take it let's not even take it that direction because i agree with you i those yeah. people exist so and, we'll, they, and there's a large we'll be split but, no matter what but happens let's let's exclude that let's just look at like the um social media example technology is so brilliant that it knows like our weakness in order to sell itself to us and we yeah. are all afraid to die yeah terrified we i just don't think we can trust the tech industry to have our best interests no in mind not at all either and so they are going to know how to access our weakest points to sell us something yeah and for sure and it may leave us in a worse place like just how we know technology or we know social media is so bad for us and we do it every day because we are addicted to it yeah and they know that we are and they continue to change the algorithms to make sure that we continue to stay addicted yeah and that's why facebook updates and moves itself around every now and then so it looks fresh and fun and different and exciting but totally. really nothing changes no that is what scares me. It's yeah. like not even about like the good or the not good that they'll do. I know that they are going to use us against ourselves. Yeah. To benefit them. Yes. And again, I think this like whole me bringing up this question has actually like helped me deep diver into this or, or dive deeper. Deep diver. Deep diver. Deep, You're oh, a deep wow. diver, you old dog. That so sounds like a code word that was were, was Karen deeper. supposed to pick up on that? And, <laughs> dive deeper. No. Deep, deep, deep diver. diver. No. Uh, Karen's like, no, I was no. not. not and I continue to scroll through my phone and pay zero attention to Tim. Rude. Because <laughs> I think I really enjoy these ideas in their purest philosophical modes right like thinking about those things yeah is exciting to me and i'm like that would be really tell, cool i can see the excitement but that's boiling over but that's like <laughs> totally unattached to the like systems we currently live within yeah. which is why you are all so pessimistic about it is yeah. because that's the truth of it though right like you won't have like a pure technology introduced to humanity that's like we're gonna save us all baby it's like, no, you're going to, it's going to be capitalized on. It's going to be introduced in like a really backward, shitty way. And it's not going to help everyone or it's not going to help very, yeah. it's going to help a select few maybe. And then really like, yeah. So I, if it happens in our lifetime, right. yes. Like, cause we're only informed by our, we're informed by our experiences. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So like when you, when we talk about uploading our, con this is, we've had this conversation before up about uploading our consciousness yeah mm -hmm. to like to cloud. me that sounds miserable like why like why would so i want to do forever. that no i don't want i'm if i can just like peace out and peace out and that's it like sounds great i think the point is that people don't know for sure and this is a way to know you yeah. know what i mean yeah. like exactly. that's really comforting for a lot of people because it's scary to think of not like the unknown yeah and then am i my consciousness alone and so if i get uploaded is that me yeah just as my consciousness within my well, body is me or is or am i my consciousness <laughs> mixed with my body not, with, you don't get you know, two like, questions tim i know i'm sorry it i also feel comfortable with not knowing yeah is same. anybody under the impression that your consciousness is just your hormones <laughs> <laughs> honestly in that case it would be I your think, body i think this it's is true. only plausible if jack dorsey and mark zuckerberg Leave their spouses, Fight to get, the married, death. No, get married and have an offspring. A oh my gosh. Human 
is the one that creates creates the, the, is the antichrist and cre- well i don't think that's real of technology but creates, yes and creates nanobots that go inside us and yeah. take over and make sure we're all healthy all the time yeah <laughs> his name would be lark dorsey lark i'm super lost yeah, Mark Dorseyberg. Um, Jack Dorsey owns Twitter. Mark Zuckerberg runs Facebook. You know, uh, they had a baby. Yeah. Lark. Wonderful question, Tim. Thank I you so much. feel like I, don't I know. nailed it. I don't so, know about I think Adam Beth, and Karen. Beth nailed it because she said the question was wrong and, and reframed it. This is what the actual question should yeah. be. Yeah. So Beth, you're right. You won. You won this round. I feel like you <laughs> you won, Beth. Hands down. All right. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna put a pin in this and we're gonna take the next two questions in part two. Thank okay. you so much. All right. Well, we'll okay. Can we, we guys hang out for a week and we'll see you next week? Yes, absolutely. Wow. You sound like Trump. Is that oh, your goal? No, I turned, I tried to do a radio voice. I'll do it much. Redo it breathy. Oh, what's a radio voice? Remember, Hi. Do you yeah. remember Trump? That I'm just here to talk to you about it, cool things. It's got a Trump vibe to it, right? That sucks. Yeah. I'll Welcome Trump, to I won't do 93.2. Yeah, that's good. Your nightly jazz. <laughs> oh, your nightly <laughs> Say, jazz. Tell, tell us oh what the weather's gosh. like. Oh my gosh, I can listen voice. to this all the night. The weather. Yeah, you, uh, every DJ talks about the weather every break. I used to be a radio really? DJ. Really? I used to be a radio DJ. Yeah, um, Adam's a real? disc jockey. Dead serious. Here in Denver, Colorado, it's sunny and crispy. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> it's I can sunny. outro us I with guess my I'm radio moving voice. to Colorado. Should I outro us with our, my radio yeah. voice? Yes. Yes or no? Oh, what is your vote? Well, a hundred percent. Great. I was on a I was on a radio station in South Central Michigan, a Christian radio station. I had a hundred thousand listeners every week. Isn't that crazy? That's mm-hmm. incredible. And I had it's mothers. It's incredible and that there's that many. I had mothers, evangelicals in one in Meyer yeah. would ask me for my autograph and then give me pictures of their daughter to say like you should call her and like write their number on it. Whoa, creepy. I'm not joking. And I was like, I'm dating the hottest. Adam piece wants of- you guys to know I'm a lucky woman. She is. Just so you know. 96. <laughs> 96.7FLR. That was Nicole Nordman with Praise B. It's 28 degrees here in South Central Michigan. Did you know James Dobson walked into a super duper hardware yesterday and he witnessed somebody? <laughs> My- That's great. Next up, Michael W. Smith with the Cassie Bernal Classic. <laughs> So many references in that one impersonation. I know. That was really your radio voice. I, I would be no. like, I'd be like ninety six point seven FLR. This is Adam Kyle. This is Adam. Got actually, my name was Eric Tyler until I was eighteen. Weird. He would be True like, story. He'd say like ninety six point seven FLR. Eric Tyler here. Now it's story time with Frog and the Bunny. <laughs> and they play like some pond series every morning. Frog and the we Bunny pond series. I don't know, like weird stories. You know what? Times. You know what? Though my craziest radio moment is, I was doing. Beth was there too. I was doing a food drive in front of a grocery store, uh-huh. and I was telling. I went to a. So they call breaks are like when you're on the air. Uh huh. So I got I got one of my breaks. They they pitched it to me, and I was reciting some of the food products that were donated to we had this big van we were throwing these food products in and instead of saying hungry jack pancakes i said hungry jap pancakes oh, no. and i you can't recover from that no. no but that was before the days of social media so no one ever knew about it and it lives on can in anyone infamy. find it no no one can find it I'll here's find my it. radio impression uh, please find us on our website at www.happilyopinionated.com. <laughs> so 
Also, if you love what you heard today, this is a listener-supported show, so please dial the following number and donate $300,000 to make sure that I can go home. Go <laughs> really lost the thread there. Nice. And I can, go home I and I can feed it was my children. So well. it was really I good. thought we were going to get $300,000. And I'm going to feed my children. You know who is Giving like you the news that you could find on your own phone. You don't even need me. For exactly. It. That's the thing about radio. You don't need it. No. There's no point to radio. But you know who's like one of the biggest perpetrators of the like radio voice within a single podcast is is it Mike Babaro of the Daily? Oh, yeah, Michael oh, Babaro. Yeah. Oh my god. The He's intro. The worst. No, it's just the intro is like. I'm Michael Babaro. Dude. And then in the interviews, he's like a normal guy. Dude, I listen to it. It's weird. I listen to it on the drive. I have to pay attention to it now. The intro is like crazy radio voice, and then the interviews are like, I'm a regular dude. Also, just for listeners, don't listen to something like The Daily. Support a small podcast. Daily is great, though. Tim has a really bad listening. I was driving. I drove from Chicago to Grand Rapids twice in the last couple days. Long story. Don't want to talk about it. But I was listening to the Daily yesterday, driving, and he was like, "Today, yeah, the intros." Are Donald insane. Trump is refusing to resign the race. What Congress isn't doing? Yeah, on today, the time, the day, the Daily. The Maybe daily. he has COVID. It's, no, but then, but then like, here's the interview. Uh. Ask me a question. Oh, like, wow. He'll be like, <laughs> that was magical. <laughs> Michael Barbaro would be like, that's, that's what it's like. Michael Barbaro would be like, so, Tim, tell me about what happened today. Well, it was a pretty crazy day, but nothing out of the normal. And I'd be like, oh, really? Why is that? Normal. normal. Normal guy. But he's also a chalkboard. The guy is completely it is bland. weird. Okay, like I don't listen to the show and I'm lost. It's good. You should yeah. listen to it. It's a good and podcast. We should edit this, it's a good some podcast. of this out. Yeah. No, we're not Doubtful. Editing. All right, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.